Now I'd like to introduce our next speaker to the 2023 Midwest Catholic Family Conference. He is a man of steadfast faith, unyielding commitment, and unparalleled paralleled dedication. Dr. Pat Castle is the founder of Life Runners, the world's largest pro-life team with more than 21,000 teammates, ages newborn to 101 years old. They're located in all 50 states and in 45 countries. He's inspired, he was inspired to form Life Runners team in 2006 when he encountered St. Padre Pio during a grueling Pike Peak ascent. He is a graduate of the Air Force Academy, earned a PhD in nanoanalytical chemistry. He served 10 military assignments and also briefed generals and members of Congress. Pat developed the ethics curriculum and coached the marathon team at the Air Force Academy and has raced in more than 25 marathons himself. With a history of service as a decorated military officer and now a frontline advocate against abortion, we encourage you to listen closely and be prepared to be moved as he shares with us transformative faith encounters, transform, transformational faith encounters, enlightening statistics, and life-affirming experiences. If you would, join me in welcoming Dr. Pat Castle to the stage of the Midwest Family Catholic Conference. Therefore, since we're surrounded, nicely spread out, surrounded by such a great cloud, thick cloud of pro-life witnesses, let us persevere in running this race set before us with our eyes fixed on you, Lord. Amen? All right. Raise your hand if you're already a life runner. Got any life runners out there? Keep your hand up. Let me see, who, let me see you. Any life runners? Couple? Great. We'll take that poll tomorrow morning as well. Raise your hand if you're Catholic. Keep that hand up if you're proud to be Catholic. Keep your hand up if you strive to keep God first in your life. Keep that hand up if you believe that life should be defended from conception to eternity. And if your hand's still up, turn to your neighbor and give him a high five. There was a Kansas guy that wanted to buy a horse. So he went to a horse trader, and he's like, hey, you know, I, I think I want to get a horse. Can you show me some of your horses? And he was really attracted to this one handsome horse. And he was asking questions about it, and then the owner said, oh, and by the way, the horse is Catholic. And he's like, I'm Catholic. Fantastic. Could I ride this horse? He said, sure. But do know when you say, um, praise God, that the horse will go faster. And if you say amen, the horse was trained to stop. But, all right. So he gets on the horse and he tries it out. Praise God. And sure enough, that horse goes to a trot. Well, praise God, praise God. Takes off at a little steady gallop. And then he's like, praise God, praise God. And the horse just takes off. And the horse is racing towards a ravine. And the Catholic man is thinking, now what was the command for stop? What was it? What was it? He's like, oh yeah, amen. And the horse skids to a stop just before the edge of this ravine. And the guy said, praise God. 
So today we'll see how it goes. If we get some praise gods and if we need some amens, we'll see how, how those charges go. Go ahead and take out your phones if you don't have your phones out. We're going to use them. Pull out your phone if you got one. And pull out something to take notes on. Maybe you're like, I've never, I don't even know if my phone has a note taker. Then open an email or a, or a text message. Have something to write that note down. And if you're like, hey, I don't have a smartphone, then grab a pen and paper. But have something to write it down so that you can share it. Because when you share the truth, when you share something inspirational in spirit, that's evangelization. So we want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to capture and evangelize before the end of this hour. Why? Because that's what Jesus asks us to do. And then at the very end, I'm going to randomly poll some people to say, what did you write down? If that puts a little, oh, I better write something down. So I'm going to ask you, what did you write down? In other words, what was so important for you to write down and share? Pro-life is pro-family, is pro-God. Would you believe that in the last 15 years, we've gone from 78% of our country identifying as Christian to 63%? That's a 15% decrease in 15 years of people that identify in Christ. What does that mean to us? That means that we have changed from the term Christendom, where our faith was integrated throughout and it was just matter of fact, to an apostolic mission. And the things that I'm going to share with you today are absolutely in line with apostolic mission. In other words, the things that the apostles would be doing now. We can consider ourselves, if you will, Acts 29. There's only 28 chapters in the Acts of the Apostles. We are the 29th chapter. And there's three things that Jesus did and he asked the apostles to do and he asked the multitudes to do, therefore he asked us to do. He asks us to proclaim the kingdom of God, heal the wounded, and to deliver people from evil. And so when I reflect on those three things, first, proclaiming the kingdom of God. I remember a story of a young couple that went to a pregnancy help center in Jefferson City, Missouri. They looked at their unborn baby ultrasound. And 64 to 90% of people that, see, that are considering abortion, that see that ultrasound, they choose life. But do that stat in reverse. 10 to 36% don't. That young college couple then proceeded across the state of Missouri to their appointment at Planned Parenthood in Overland Park, Kansas for an abortion. While they're sitting in the waiting room, he sent her a text message that said, I don't want to abort our baby. She sent him a text message back that said, I never wanted to. And that baby was saved. Why? Because he, the boyfriend who had just driven across the state of Missouri, had not shared the truth, had not evangelized to that truth that he knew, that this was a baby. And when he said that, the baby was saved, proclaimed that gospel of life.
The second thing the Acts of the Apostles asked us to do and Jesus asked us to do is to heal the wounded. A few years ago, I was at a 40 Days for Life rally, the end of 40 days. It was the end of a spring rally. Again, this was in Overland Park, Kansas. It also coincided with the finish line of the Life Runners Across America Relay, where we make Across America. We, in 5K segments for 40 days, we move in our Remember the Unborn shirts, walking and running from coast to coast and border to border and finish in Kansas City. And these events coincided. And I happened to, after the finish line of one epic, largest spanning pro-life event in the world, the Across America Relay with 5,300 miles, I thought, hey, let's go over to the finish line of the 40 Days for Life rally. And I show up and the organizer said, Pat, the speaker isn't able to make it. Would you say a few words? And so I prayed. I said, come Holy Spirit, what is it you'd like me to share with the people here? And I just said, is there, don't raise your hand. I said, don't raise your hand. But if you'd like to, raise your hand if you are post-abortion. Eight hands go up. Keep your hand up if you know that you are forgiven and redeemed and your witness is helping other people not be duped by the devil and buying into the lie of abortion. Keep your hand up. Those hands were up. And I said, keep your hands up if you'd like us to pray over you. Healing. Those eight hands stayed up, everybody. And I invited those eight people in a group of probably 150 into the center, and I said, it would be okay if we laid hands on you just like they did in the Bible. Could we do that? Each person said yes. So we prayed over them. This was the opening prayer. Please forgive us, I said to them, please forgive us for not being there for you to encourage you to choose life in that moment that you probably felt very alone. One of the ladies came up to me afterwards and said, that's what I needed to hear. I needed to know that other people have a sense that I was left alone. Hence the messaging of life runners, remember the unborn. Post-abortion women said if there was just one encouraging sign or an encouraging person, 78% of post-abortion women said if they had encouraging sign, encouraging witness, an encouraging person saying, hey, you can do this, you are a mother, you can carry this child and I'm going to help you, they would not have aborted their child. And to hear that from our lips that, hey, sorry we weren't there for you. Nobody was there to be that encouragement, to impart courage in you and be that body of Christ. That was healing. So this is a little different look at how can we be proclaiming the kingdom of God or truth, healing the wounded, and delivering people from evil. My last story that hits home in our region is the Life Runners. We do a national race every year. This year, October 8th in the Black Hills of South Dakota, we're doing the Crazy Horse Marathon. Half marathon, and they have a relay of 510K legs. We'll gather in the Black Hills of South Dakota, wear these jerseys, and witness under the founding father's shadow, the Mount Rushmore, those founding fathers that knew that our country was founded on life and liberty. And we find these truths to be obvious, these inalienable realities, God-given. 
So in 2011, that national race, we do one a year in the fall, was in Kansas City. And after that marathon and half marathon and 5K, we went and gathered in front of that Planned Parenthood in Overland Park. Who's been to that Planned Parenthood in prayer? Witness, if several hands are going up. We were there on a Saturday. No, I take that back. We were there on a Sunday with Bishop Paprocki from Springfield, Illinois, the Holy Goalie. And we are out there. The place was closed, praise God, on Sunday. And we are standing out there and then kneeling out there praying the rosary. And you think, did it really matter, right? It was closed. We get a voice message from the 800 number that was on the mobile medical unit that drove down from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, that said the following. Hi. I was a worker, a security guard at Planned Parenthood yesterday, and I saw you all praying. I want you to know that I quit my job this morning. That is delivering, yeah, you can clap. Someone's like, can I clap? Why not? That is delivering people from evil. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, that's like more. Let's go, let's go faster. So there we go. Those are three things right there, maybe in a little different packaging of doing what Jesus asked the apostles and us to do. And how do we combat evil? Well, how about we start with some advice by a pretty good Catholic, St. Padre Pio. You may have heard in my bio that Life Runners began with an encounter I had with St. Padre Pio while I was racing up Pikes Peak in Colorado, racing America's ultimate challenge, the Pikes Peak Ascent. And I spent 10 minutes with Padre Pio racing up that mountain. And you can hear that story on the Life Runners website. But Pio, one of the, he has so many great faith quotes, but one of them that just really, you know, dig down, bring me my weapon. If you're concealed carry today, or maybe not concealed carry, hold up your weapons. Who's carrying today? Hold them up. Hold them up and keep them held up. Let me see you. Yeah, I dare, I dare the demonic to try to roll in this room. We look pretty well covered here. Armed and ready. So the title of this talk is Living Pro-Life with Heroic Virtue. Who wants to live pro-life with heroic virtue? Anybody? Does anyone want to live pro-life? Does anyone desire that? And let me see the hands again. I'm just looking around. I'm looking for who has their hands down so I can pray over you right now. So I'm looking around for anyone with their hands down. Okay. I'm praying over you, sir, over there in the yellow shirt. <laughs> we're, yeah, there you, we're praying for you. Oh, okay. Um, wow. We got to want it. The first step is you have to desire that. And if you, who wants to go to heaven? Maybe I should even go one step higher. Anybody? They should go hand in hand. Anybody want to go to heaven? Yeah, there we go. That, good. I'm glad. That, I think now we got everybody. So, yeah, someone said me. I saw a couple people with two hands up. Fantastic. So to do that, if you study scripture, what it says is you need to earnestly desire heaven. You need to earnestly desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we start by desire. And then you need to define terms. Hasn't the world done such an amazing job of redefining God's stuff? Like the rainbow, 
marriage, freedom. Everyone, we're all on the same page? How the world likes to redefine. So we'll just start by defining the terms if we desire to live pro-life with heroic virtue. What does pro-life mean? Well, first of all, let's look at it from an academic standpoint. From a biology lens, and don't, don't forget to take a couple of notes. You know, if you're like, yeah, that was good. Now, what was it he said? From a biology standpoint, we know that there's no argument. Life begins at conception. From a political science standpoint, there's no argument what the first duty of government is to protect the people. We get a solid F if we are on a score sheet for government. Why? Because we've lost more life in the womb in the last year than all combat casualties in the history of our country. If you want to know what those numbers are, we're at about 800,000 abortions per year right now. The number for all combat casualties in the history of our country, about 650,000. From a philosophical standpoint, looking at pro-life, first do no harm. And finally, how about from a theological standpoint? Jeremiah 1.5. Jeremiah, I knew you even before you are in your mother's womb. So look at it from all the lenses of academia, let alone God's eyes, and pro-life is fully against abortion and ending life. So just the bottom line, if you're pro-life, you're not for abortion. And to remind everyone, there's three ways that abortion happen. And none of them are justifiable. Not, anything would be rationalizing at best to find any case that abortion would be a solution to anything. The number one way that children are aborted is they're starved to death by way of the chemical abortion pill, which the uterine wall firms up, and the placenta detaches, and the child starves to death. The second way, the second leading cause of abortion, is surgical. And usually that surgical is by way of a suction, which dismembers that baby and tears the baby apart. Or quite literally, as the baby's too large to be suctioned, literally with a pliers of forceps and pulls the baby's limbs apart. And then the third way in a late-term abortion is they're done by lethal injection. Where a lethal injection into the baby's heart. Those are the three ways that abortions are done. There's nothing good about what I just shared. And so we're not for that. When you're pro-life, you're not for that. You can't say I'm pro-choice, but I'm not for abortion. Abortion's one of the choices. When a person identifies as choice, the way I start with that discussion, I say, oh, are you, that means you're for, and I describe those three things. And they say, oh, I'm not for that. And I say, oh, well, then guess what? Then you're not pro-choice. You're, you're for life. I am for life. Well, I guess you're pro-life. Literally with someone with the scissors in their hand cutting my hair, kind of like, Ugh. well, I guess I'm pro-life then. I'm like, oh, what if that didn't go well, you know, with my haircut? Went from pro-choice to pro-life over the span of a haircut. And you can't be Christian and pro-choice. You can't be Christian and pro-choice. Because one of the choices is abortion, which is death. 
And Jesus came to give us life. John 10.10 10, and life abundantly. How about those Kansas nuns that were on TV advocating to vote for abortion in that Kansas election a couple years ago, a year or two ago? One year ago, thank you, one year ago. Let me just say it how it is. Those nuns aren't Catholic. That's weird that I just said that. That's not Catholic. And we need to be able to speak like I'm speaking. We're always compassionate. Compassion means to suffer with. We're always patient. We're all understanding. But when it comes to the point of sharing truth, do it in a small way. Do it in a loving way. Do it in a, hey, I just need to let you know way. But you got to share that piercing truth. Why? Do you remember the story of the young couple at Overland Park Planned Parenthood? Thank God that he sent that text message and shared the truth. Otherwise, his child would have died 30 minutes later. It's life-saving to share truth. And what that is is heroic. You want to live pro-life with heroic virtue? Then speak heroic, life-saving truth. Speak against lies. Abortion is a lie. That's life-saving. We're in a spiritual war. I mean, we're under assault. Did you hear those numbers at the beginning? We've gone from 78% to 63% identifying as Christian. Slid in the last 15 years. There's an all-out spiritual war right in front of us. And at the end of this, I'll remind you in all the different ways. And lives are really at stake. I'm bringing that to where you, it's tangible. And what are those stats? What's the reality? Praise God that Roe v. Wade was overturned. Praise God. Yeah, cheer. And we need to cheer for that. If I said that one life was saved because Roe was overturned, we'd say praise God and we'd cheer because each life has an infinite value. Praise God because of that decision over the last 12 months, about 25,000 children have been saved. 25,000 out of the 800,000 plus pace. Now, praise God that 25,000 were saved, but folks... That's not enough. If there was one abortion, it'd be an infinite too many. And we'd be here meeting talking about it. And not be okay with it. One in five pregnancies still end in abortion in our country. One in four women in our country have had an abortion still. It's not over. Overturning Roe just allowed the states to go and take it at each state level. And praise God that 15 states have severely limited abortion in their states. 15. And yeah, that's worth clapping for too. Praise God for those states. But these stats are real. The numbers are real. We have to tell the story. Maybe someone wrote down some of those numbers that you were reminded of or didn't know. And so how are we heroic in such an environment? How about our Poland Life Runner teammate that sent Bernadette Costello, raise your hand, Bernadette, 
Bernadette, raise your hand. That's the director of operations for all life runners in 3,367 cities across 45 nations. How about that for a full-time job? She was a respiratory therapist fighting for little babies in the NICU where doctors wanted to end their life and she fought for those little babies and there's a dozen of those little babies that are alive today because of a pro-life person that spoke up for that little baby and said let's that little baby decide and God decide when it's time and 12 of those babies lived because she talked the doctors into not turning off those incubators and here she is now full-time pro-life missionary but she got an email from a life runner in Poland that said hey would it be okay if I put Remember the Unborn posters on my van that I'm going to drive from Poland to the front line of the war in the Ukraine with baby supplies, a van filled with baby supplies? Would that be okay with you guys for me to be messaging my van while I'm driving to the front line to deliver baby supplies at the front line of the war? We're like, yes, that'd be okay. Because in essence, everyone, that's where we are. <laughs> we are living at the front line in your own neighborhood. I dropped off a Remember the Unborn yard sign for a neighbor. How cool is this? We have life runners, 21,257 life runners in the world, and they order signs and shirts and hats and wristbands and bumper stickers and magnets for the side of their car. And one came in a couple days ago, and I recognized the address was like eight houses from my, eight addresses from my house. I'm like, hey, they don't need to ship that from Jefferson City, Missouri. I'll just deliver them a sign. I've got 250 of them in my garage. So I stopped by with a yard sign. And I said, oh, you want a yard sign? And she said, yeah, our friend Congressman Don Bacon has one, seven houses down. And I saw some other people to the right, it's like, oh yeah, that's our house. And I want to get some messaging out there because did you see the house across the street with a big banner screwed into the front of their house promoting abortion? And she said, we want to combat that. That's the front line. Lives are really being influenced. People are really being duped thinking that there's something solution or good about abortion. There's no solution. It's the greatest problem of all time by the numbers. And there's nothing good about it. That's heroic. Bishop Joe Coffey, one of the auxiliaries from the military archdiocese, sent uh, Bernadette and I a message. Hey! How about when we're on mission, two years ago we went to um, the Archdiocese of Tabora in Tanzania, Africa. We have a Life Runners Bishop there. Hey, would you come and do mission work in our diocese? We're like, yeah, that sounds fantastic. And then Bishop Joe Coffey had the great idea that while we're there, why don't we hike the highest freestanding mountain in the world, Mount Kilimanjaro, at 19,341 feet, and let's put a Life Runners Remember the Unborn flag at the top. Don't you think we should do that? And I kind of did the, hey, remember Pikes Peak, St. Pio thing? I was like, hey, I think I've had enough of that. Like, I'm good. And then Bernadette said, oh, I think that's a great idea. Fast forward to that journey when we're at the top of the mountain in a blizzard, wondering if we were going to survive. And you can go to LifeSite News and put Mount Kilimanjaro Life Runners if you want to read that story. 
Praise God, we got the flag up there. To tell you the state of the union I was in physically at the top of a 19,000 foot mountain, Bernadette looked at me and said, don't you think we should get a picture with the flag? And I'm like, I'm okay not getting a picture. And then she said, we're gonna get a picture. Thank you for insisting on the picture, Bernadette. I was ready to head back down. Uh, it was hard. Was it heroic? Some people would say, yeah, that's heroic. It's heroic if someone saw that article or was inspired or inspired like maybe you will today to grab a shirt like Life Runners. Oh, maybe the best news of the day in case you haven't picked up on this. Everyone ready? I'll lean in for this. Maybe the best news of the day. Running is optional. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I'm clapping. Praise God. So we like to say that the walking life runners are better life runners because you can read their jersey. And these little life runners don't move super fast either. But they are powerful. So you can grab these two at our booth. Heroic? Sure. If it inspired someone to wear a shirt that someone else saw that encouraged them, I gave the stats earlier, to not go into an abortion facility, then that hike up the mountain was heroic. You know what's more heroic? Someone willing to put on a shirt like this and walk through the grocery store in this culture. Someone that's willing to put a shirt on like this and walk around the block. Someone that's put on a shirt like this and go to Mass. Don't assume everyone at Mass is pro-life. I don't know how much reading and realizing you've done since COVID. What a filter that was. Someone that's willing to put on a shirt like this and go to school. We got 300 chapters of Life Runners around the world. 100 of them are in schools, kindergarten to college. We give free shirts to students in our school chapters. Maybe your wheels are turning. We do it for homeschools. We supply them with that messaging. Because that's even more heroic. Because you're out in the culture and people are seeing. People that are, how about a college campus where 40%, that age group, 40% of abortions happen? How about a college age person wearing that shirt in a math class at college? How about high schools? When we're passing out stickers, Bernadette and I go into Christian schools, Catholic schools, in some Catholic schools, Bernadette, one in three students say, no, thank you, I don't want a Remember the Unborn sticker for my uniform today. One in three, I don't want that. That's heroic. That's even more heroic. And another thing, simple thing, if you're like, I'm not much of a t-shirt person, no problem, there's jackets, there's collared shirts, in case you're trying to, oh, I wish I liked t-shirts. But how about the, again, hold those phones up. Everyone hold your phone up. On the back of my phone, hold your phone up for me. Let me see who's got them. Let's make sure I got enough stickers. I brought 3,342 stickers. So I hold them up. On the back of my phone is a little sticker that looks like the back of the jersey. It says, remember the unborn. Imagine how often we have our phones out. I've got a wristband on that says, remember the unborn. How, think of how often we reach out in the day. To a cashier. You know how many times a cashier has said, oh, what does your wristband say? That's called small talk. And guess what? They get to hear what my wristband says. Oh, it says, remember the unborn. Oh. And then this part of it says Jeremiah 1.5. That's where God said to Jeremiah that I knew you even before you were in your mother's womb. Oh, and here's a website if you want to go get your own wristband or a shirt. Oh, here, would you like my wristband? Oh, well, sure. What's that called? Evangelization. 
That's called Acts 29. We can do that. We're surrounded by evangelization opportunities. So, let's activate. Let's start thinking about James chapter 1, verse 22, where God says to us, don't just hear the word. Don't just come and sit here and go, oh, that's great. Oh, that, I'm glad they're doing that. That is great that they're doing that. This isn't my thing or Life Runner's thing. This is our thing, the body of Christ. Amen? Yeah. And so James chapter 1, verse 22 says, be doers of the word. So you can put your faith in action by putting a shirt on and walk out as a prayer. You could take a picture with the big Remember the Unborn banner in the expo hall. Go over there and get a picture with it and post it. You could send a text message with something you learned. This is putting your faith in action. This is evangelization. This is messaging. This is ending abortion. That's what it looks like when we do something. That is planting and watering, and then God makes it grow. And what kind of risks are you willing to do with those actions? Are you, able to risk, are you willing to risk relationships, a job? How about Alan Webb? Alan Webb converted to the Catholic faith about four years ago. And he converted to the Catholic faith about the same time he ran into Life Runners. And I met Alan Webb, if you don't know who he is, he ran a mile in three minutes and 46 seconds, 346.7. He's the American record holder in the mile. Can you imagine? 346 in a, for a mile? Alan Webb is, in effect, the Michael Jordan of track and field. I mean, that's how, you know, people know Alan Webb. In the shoe store uh, a few blocks from my house, there's a poster of Alan Webb behind the cashier. So, Alan Webb, he invites me to meet him in Des Moines, Iowa, for the U.S. Track and Field Championships. And in an off-Olympics year, that's the Olympics for America, the U.S. Track and Field Championships. So I meet him there, and he's wearing a Remember the Unborn shirt, and we're walking around the stadium. Imagine walking around the Chicago Bulls stadium with Michael Jordan, just walking around like through the concessions area. You picturing that, like what that might look like? That was walking with Alan Webb around this track. People were coming up like this, Alan Webb? And he's like, yeah, oh my goodness. We had, there was people coming up from in the African culture, coming up and doing this. Alan Webb, he's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> what? <laughs> Someone interviewed him wearing his Life Runner shirt at that U.S. Track and Field Championship. His wife was competing. She has a world record wearing her Life Runner's jersey. She has a world record running a half marathon, pushing a baby stroller. And she said it in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was front news Fox News Online, Thanksgiving Day 2019, in a Life Runner's jersey. That's, that's his wife. So he's doing an interview. You know, he turns around and shows him the back of his shirt. I read the article, and it says, Alan Webb and his companions. And I'm like, his companions? I'm like, that was me. So if Alan Webb gets on a holy card, I'm like, I'm on the holy card. I was part of his companions. So Alan Webb... Wrist relationships. Does everyone see that Alan Webb, that when it comes from sponsorships, what people thought of that? He risks relationships. Let me, do a, let me put some 
cognitive dissonance, some tension between these two stories. I am an 80s Lakers fan. I'm a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I met him in an airport. I'm a Michael Jordan, not Michael, uh, I'm a Magic Johnson, James Worthy Lakers fan. Any of those in the room? That era? Okay. Yeah, okay. That era. And then that era, of course, became Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. Raise your hand if you knew before Kobe died in that helicopter wreck that you knew Kobe Bryant was Catholic. Raise your hand if you knew that before he died. Before he died. Yeah. Raise your hand if you know who Kobe Bryant is. Okay, you get my point? There was like five people that knew he was Catholic. Praise God that the morning that he died, he was at mass with his daughter. Praise God. And praise God that God used that, right? Of course, now I know that story. You all know that story. What? Kobe Bryant, the day morning? Yep, he was at mass. Praise God. But you also see the tension that too bad, I wish, that when he was, can you imagine if regular in an interview is like, hey, I just real quick, I got to get back and do the divine mercy. It's almost 3 p.m., but nice visiting with you. After the divine mercy, you can meet me after my lock, my, the locker room. Hey, we got a rosary at 5 o'clock. Everyone listening around the world, we're going to do a rosary to help end abortion. Can you imagine Using that, yeah, you're kind of smirking, smiling right now. Like, yeah, right? Are we doing that in our lives? And boy, is this shirt a great way to portal in. Where, oh, did I not share the front of it very well? A giant cross, pick up your cross and follow me. And on the back, what you do for the least of my brothers and sisters, you do for me. Amen? What a great way to evangelize in the modern world to wear your witness, as we like to say. You willing to risk your life? Are you willing to risk your life for your faith? You ever do that little mental exercise as a Catholic? You know, Bernadette looked at me a couple days ago. You remember that, Bernadette, when we were walking? You're like, Pat, I, I think we do it. I'm like, what? Like, you must have just been praying and reflecting. If if we were asked to give our lives for the Lord, I, I think we'd really do it. And I said, yeah, I, I hope so. I, I pray that we would. Yes. Ask yourself that. Have that reflection. Because that's what he asked. He asked us to pick up our cross and follow him. Remember, 11 of the 12 apostles were martyred. And if you think that we can't touch that, you ready for this? Maybe this is the thing you're going to write down. In the last hundred years, there's been more people martyred for the faith than the previous 1900 years combined. Go fact check that. And if you do, what you're going to see is Rwanda, Egypt, Afghanistan, the Sudan. Need I go on? More martyrs in the last hundred years than the previous 1900 years combined. And we just, we're not that close to that. But you do need to exercise that. I mean, the story even in 2015 with the Coptic Christians on the coast of the Mediterranean, Libya. Remember that? The 21 Coptic Christians? Oh, 20. The 21st, they didn't think it was a believer, if you know the story. Where ISIS beheaded the, those Coptic Christians. Each of them said, denounce Christ or we're going to behead you. No. 
I will not denounce Christ. You know, they have the video of it. Praise God. Beheaded him one at a time. Got to the last person, asked the last person, and the last person said, their God is my God. And had no history of even being a Christian. They figure the 21st person was saved by the blood of those 20 martyrs before him. Amen? That was 2015. They found a mass grave in 2018 and built churches for them in Egypt. So heroic, when we're being heroic in our faith and heroically pro-life, what are the threats? Pornography. The misdefinition of marriage. The celebration of homosexuality and abortion. False identity and transgender. Screen time. Video games, media, under assault, messaging all around us, which is why Life Runners, we're not a running ministry, everyone. We're a messaging ministry for the Lord with the big cross on the front, evangelizing, and for the least of our brothers and sisters. So I'm going to ask that question again. Who wants to be heroically pro-life? Who desires that? Raise your hand you got to want it. Remember I said at the very beginning, do you want it? How about her sitting next to you? Do you, want, do you want that? Do it again. And if you're like this, it means maybe. Just so you know. Uh, if my mom asked me to. This right here means this is zealful. Do you see my hand? Watch this. this see my hand moving? That's zeal. This, this is earnest right here. So who wants to earnest, who earnestly desires heaven and wants to be heroically pro-life? Who are you? Who wants to go to heaven? It's the same thing. Yeah, look at the little waivers now. Okay, then listen in, if that's you. Because I think you're going to see a lot of Life Runners jerseys in heaven. A lot of them. Don't be shocked. Like, hey, I got a shirt like that. Pull your phones out. We're going to use them. We're going to use them for good. Pull your phone out. If you got one, do you have a phone? She's like, oh, are you serious? You're sitting in the front row. <laughs> I mean, this is your fault. Sit in the back if you don't want to pull your phone out. Yeah, pull, and she's like, oh, pull my phone out. Yeah, okay, that, I don't, that's okay you don't have Facebook. That's all right. I'm not going to ask you to go to Facebook. I want everyone right now to go to liferunners.org and then click the join button. And then I want you to hold your phone up. And I'm going to sit here and wait for that. So step one, and then you seriously don't have a phone right here? Or she's your shared phone? Yep, the guy that's right here. Do you have one? If you have a phone, pull it out. Remember, this is, do you want to go to heaven? Do you want to be heroically pro-life? This is the prove it step. This is the put, then if you do, let's see. So if you have a phone, liferunners.org. And then you're going to see a join button or slash join or a drop... Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to give you a moment. And then when you get to liferunners.org, to the join screen, I just want you to hold up. That means that I've helped you get this far. And just hold them up. Keep them up like at a concert. So you're holding up your join screens right now. Just hold them up. And if your arm hurts, if your arm hurts holding up, you remember Moses when he had to get, was it Joshua and Aaron? Remember that? And then remember when the arm went down, they were losing. So if your spouse or your friend needs to help you, if they do like these exercises, like I do 18 pull-ups every other morning, so I'm okay holding this up. So if you want to help your neighbor, but hold that up. And this is an act of faith. 
right now. We haven't even done anything other than go to the site. This is saying, not only do I say I want to, I've made one step towards being heroically pro-life. And then hold it up. And if your arm starts getting tired, is this going to sound Catholic? Offer that up for the end to abortion. Yeah, good giggle. Hold that up. And it is okay to switch arms. Some people ask me that at my presentations. You can switch arms. And hold it up. And right now I'm being generous and patient waiting for more people. They're like, oh, now what was the website? Liferunners.org. Liferunners.org. And you can help your neighbor. Okay, these people back there, I can see you. And there's one lady in the pink. Yeah, the, the, the people in the middle, do you got am I seeing anyone holding up? There we go. Keep holding them up. And turn the screen towards me because it kind of lights up nicely. Okay, step two. You are faced now with a decision. Start filling that out. If you have autofill, great. What does it mean when you fill, fill it out? You are going to know what's going on with the largest pro-life team in the world combating the crown jewel of Satan, the, the greatest evil of all time, abortion. And you'll know what's going on in your local area, Kansas, America, around the world. Hey, if you want to be heroically pro-life, that should sound of interest to you to hear monthly what's going on with that, which will afford you an opportunity to go to a huddle and do something. So while you're filling that out, what's that next something right before you in the Kansas area? Remember that Across America Relay I mentioned at the beginning of my presentation? That kicks off on August 26th in New York City in front of the Sanger Planned Parenthood where 80,000 abortions happen every year. It kicks off on the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Keep working. It kicks off at St. Michael the Archangel Parish in Grand Forks, North Dakota. And it kicks off at the San Fernando Cathedral in San Antonio, Texas. And for 40 days moves towards Kansas City making a cross America. And you can walk or run a 5K segment in your neighborhood or on the course. And oh, by the way, the course goes right across the state of Kansas. Come on, folks. <laughs> There's a little bit of inertia in the room. So your sign-up step is your next step if you're doing it right now. And if you don't do it right now from doing this for the last 15 years, the chances of you doing it are about maybe, Bernadette, maybe 1% chance. Is that fair? You've been doing it for four years full time. If you leave the room without doing this step, you're in a 1% category. You're in the category that says, I'll do that later. You know what I'm talking about, everyone? That I'll do that later? We're all in this together, right? The I'll do that later? That later oftentimes never comes. You've been invited right now. And you got to wear something. Running's optional. Yeah. So you're working through that. Now, more good news. The first three people that hold up their screen, that's your indicator that you have a welcome screen. You have a welcome screen, you have a free jersey. You have a free jersey, and in the back you have a free jersey. You know who you are, I pointed at you. Green shirt, white shirt, free jersey. Come and see me for a free jersey. Everyone else, after the presentation in the foyer, right here in the nave right there, we brought suitcases of shirts. You can get a shirt. You can get a poster that says, Remember the Unborn. You can get a yard sign that says, Remember the Unborn, like I talked about. You can get a onesie that says, Remember the Unborn. You can get a wristband. You can get a bumper sticker. You can get a little sticker for your phone. 
All those things are going to be available for 15 minutes after this presentation. And then they'll be in the expo booth until about midday tomorrow. I present tomorrow morning, just so you can mark this down, in the expo hall and different stories. Who was at my presentation in Colorado Springs for the American Academy of Fertility Care, Profe uh, Fertility Care Professionals? I met a couple people earlier. Okay, um, that presentation, lots of wow stories about the state of healthcare and a perspective on pro-life on it. That's at 9.30 a.m. tomorrow. But you'll have a shot from now till about noon tomorrow to get your jersey. I suggest doing it during the 15-minute break, right here, to accommodate you like a drive-through. But you need to be signed up, if, oh, if you didn't get that catch. So you still are motivated. You're like, oh, goodness. No welcome screen. You know, we want you on the team. Okay, other things that are interesting, if you come by our booth, this one. The theme of this conference is Behold Your Mother. Isn't it nice that the same, the same image that's on your conference program, the Life Runners team, we launched that image in 2011 for the artist Nellie Edwards. Bet you didn't know that. Kind of neat when you pick up little fun facts. So the Life Runners launched that image on our holy card. I just saw a guy go, hmm. You know, and now it's everywhere around the Catholic Church. So that image on your program was first on our holy card in 2011. Grab one of our holy cards with a prayer to end abortion. Um, so those are free. We, we, they're like Doritos. You take all you want, we'll make more. The, um, the students, if you're interested in forming a chapter at a school, remember? Free jerseys for student chapters. If you're a clergy, any clergy in here? Any religious? I see some religious. I see your your clerics and uniforms and habits. Um, we do free black jackets. We sent Bernadette 32 black jackets to the Immaculate Heart of Mary sisters in Stillwater, Massachusetts. 32 for their community. 32 black jackets, remember the unborn. We've got 20 bishops on our team, including Archbishop Nauman, near term to here. We've got 300 priests on our team. You get it. So if you're clergy or no clergy, like, oh, I'd like to get our priest a black jacket. They're free. So we send free black jackets. You sign your priest up, we mail them a free black jacket. The uh, students, oh, you want one? I, this is my backpack. You want this backpack? I brought one. You're welcome to, so a student, if you want to get it for your student, like, I want to, I want to get that backpack for my student. It says, remember the unborn. They're on our website. But school's about to start, and I know there's parents and grandparents in here. Can you imagine? I don't care, kindergarten through college, imagine the power of a grade school kid wearing a backpack that says, remember the unborn. Why is that powerful, by the way? Because one in five of their peers were aborted because they're a survivor. Amen? Yeah. So they can defend their peers, in honor and memorialize. So while the world, remember the message is remember the unborn. While the world is working to dismember the unborn, we, the body of Christ, are working to remember the unborn. Praise God. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The, I'm going to do a devotional. Look at this. The same image on your, the same image on your program. 
the mother of life image, Behold Your Mother, that's on the cover of our devotional that has a couple bishops, several priests, uh, Abby Johnson's in there, Kevin Vos, the Catholic fitness author. In incidentally, Governor Christy Nome has a devotion in there <laughs> from South Dakota. 108 guest authors, and it is a beautiful devotional. I'm going to read one that I wrote on January 23rd. These are available. And the title of this devotion is First Baby Photo. Oh, Lord God, what good will your gifts be if I keep on being childless? Genesis 15, verse 2. When magnified, you can see that the zygote, our first cell at conception, looks like a communion host, the Eucharist, the body of Christ. The cell surrounding corona radiata is like a monstrance, the holding vessel for the Eucharist. The Eucharist doesn't look like Jesus. And the zygote doesn't look like a person. However, the Eucharist is completely Jesus. And your zygote is completely you. Today's challenge. If you can't see your neighbor in the zygote, just wait a few weeks for magnification. If you can't see Jesus in the Eucharist, read John chapter 6 for magnification. Amen? So that devotional is available. This last thing I'm going to show you is a little pack that will get you a lot of witness. Bumper sticker for your car, a couple wristbands, a keychain. I mean, all kinds of great witness gear. Some holy cards in there. I call this a ministry gear pack. This is equipping you. You know, we all want to do something about abortion. Life Runners, our mission, we're a messaging ministry equipping the body of Christ to message the world, to encourage the world. Because 78% of post-abortion mothers said that's all they would have needed was messaging and encouragement. So I said that I would grab a couple people and see what they wrote down for notes. We're going to finish with a cheer. And then hopefully there's a big line of people that follow me right down these steps over here to get a shirt maybe a devotional, and a ministry gear pack. So let's see here. Right here in the front. Yep, right here, the long hair, white top, yep, in the corner. Did you take a note? Any notes? Did your neighbor take a note? Row one, no notes. Row two, did someone take a note? Yep, row two right there. You, did you take a note? Let me hear it. Come on up. Yep. Um, in, in this section, uh, did you take a note? Come on up. If you could share what you wrote down that you thought was so important. Just one. Here you go. Speak into the microphone. What's your name? Sophia. Sophia, you are James 1.22, putting your faith in action right now. Proclaim it. Do you want me to read it? I don't know. Um, she has here that there's 800,000 abortions per year. One in five pregnancies and an abortion. One in four women have had an abortion. 40% of abortions are in the college age. Awesome. Yeah. And you're going to remember that because you wrote it down. 
Thank you, Sophia. Yeah, yeah. Put that on Snapchat. How do I follow that? Yeah. Okay. Sir, your name? Brian. Brian, put your faith in action. It is life-saving to speak the truth. It is life-saving. Yeah. Amen, brother. Amen. Thank okay. you. So we speak up. You know, there's too much of this, oh, who am I to say? Who are you to say? How is this any different than if you saw a car racing towards a bridge where the bridge is out? Like, oh, I didn't want to interrupt their flow. They look like they were just having a nice drive. Right, everybody? Logic, philosophy, who's with me? Who are you to say if there was a little toddler in the road bent down picking something up when a distracted driver is racing down the road. Oh, I figured the, the distracted driver would look up or the little kid would walk. Who are you to say, of course you would step out and save that child. This is no different than driving a van load of baby supplies to the front line of the war in the Ukraine. Amen? Let's do something about it. So the cheer for life runners is all in Christ for pro-life. I'm going to give a loud and thunderous all in Christ. And I would like you to give an all in thunderous for pro-life. So that the people that didn't come to this presentation feel like, Wow, they sound like they actually had fun in there. And then maybe they'll come tomorrow at 9.30 and we'll see more blue shirts. So I'm going to give an all in Christ. You're going to give a four pro-life. Here we go. All in Christ. All in Christ. All in Christ. Awesome. Be doers of the word. Let there be a long line that forms here and a long blue line that traverses from there. I'll meet you over there. Follow me.